Stephanie Coxon. And I'm Kathy Anderson Martin. And we are two women influencing real life. So let's twirl. The United States is rapidly changing. It is becoming Texas versus the federal government. You may now be experimented on without your knowledge. You may now attempt to bankrupt your political opponents to prevent campaign success. And as an American citizen, you are being spied on at multiple levels. I am Stephanie Coxon. And I am Kathy Anderson Martin. And we are two women inspiring real life. So let's twirl. Kathy, do you recognize the state of the United States at this point? I do not. And I just am increasingly every day um, just troubled and flabbergasted at things I see in the news. And a lot of times I try to avoid the news to try not to be live in a state of being flabbergasted. Yeah, it's just crazy. I, you know, I, I'm absolutely with you. I want to go back to the simplicity of my childhood. I want the party lines. Did you have a party line? My grandmother did. We yeah. were we were highfalutin. We did not. Oh, well, I, you know, I don't know if it was on purpose, but I could actually listen to my neighbor's phone calls. And I loved that because it was you're my like it was the, my way of spying. You're like the federal government. I'm like the federal government. Trying to see if I bought a Bible or, right. um, you know, said MAGA or yes. something. So yeah. Give, so give me that. The punch card, the hanging chads. I want it all. <laughs> I do. Just bring it all back. Uh-huh. But um, today we have a, an incredible guest. It's Senator Doug Mastriano from Pennsylvania. Uh, He was a combat veteran, son of a career U.S. Navy man. He retired from the Army in 2019 after 30 years as serving as a colonel. But what's even more, I've always been shocked by this. Not only does he have a Ph.D., he has four master's degree. That's incredible. It is. Multiple books. I mean, just a leader across the board. And one of the really big leaders of the freedom movement across Pennsylvania. And And I say that because... That was really a leader for the United States as well. So it's been huge for us to have him on our... I appreciate everything he's done. And I have my Walk as Free People, Doug Mastriano shirt, (laughs) I've worn quite frequently. So I'm very excited that he's joining us. Well, welcome, Senator Mastriano. We are, yeah, we are both really excited to have you on and get your opinion on a lot of the stuff that's going on in the U.S. I mean, it's, there's a lot, right? It it doesn't, it's, it's at every single angle we're seeing our... Our rights just precipitously erode with everything that's happening, federal, at the state level. You know, what are what are your thoughts on on some of this stuff? I, I agree with you guys. I mean, I don't recognize our country. It's it's not the same country where I was sworn in in 1986 and, you know, put the uniform on for 30 years and, and uh, standing on the Iron Curtain, you know, and defending against that system, that godless system that Ronald Reagan called the godless empire of the Soviets and, you know, the freedom in the West, defending that the freedoms in West Germany and, and all the other NATO nations behind us. And then looking east, you know, and experiencing as an exchange student, you know, going to East Berlin and being detained by the Volkspolizei, the people's police um, for taking a picture in the Friedrichstrasse subway. Uh, I mean, it, it was Stark, you know, we were free. If they weren't, we could practice religion as we saw fit or not at all. We could say whatever we wanted to. Now, I mean, we watched this gradual encroachment, you know, political correctness in the 90s. Now it's just gone mad. We're, you know, uh, we're confusing, you know, genders. You know, guys can go on the in the girls' locker room and, you know, strut around with their anatomy exposed. And it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, this, this is perversion here. That that we you can mutilate a young kid's body be, because they've been confused by probably psychologists giving them bad information or society general, and uh, I just can't believe how quickly we've fallen. Our military 
can't recruit. I mean, this this war, you know, the 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 biggest threat facing our nation. It seems like now even more than climate change, according to Biden, which that was, of course, his his crusader before. You know, our our white Christian guys really, and and now the army is wondering why there's a forty percent downfall in recruitment. I mean, so who wants to join a military where you're going to be oppressed and persecuted and shamed? So I so basically, this is not the re. So what you stood for, what you fought for, is not what is being represented in the U.S. today. No, it's not. I mean, I, I and, and this is reflected, you know, across the West. So, you know, look, I think England's probably a decade ahead of us in this slide, and, and Canada's probably five years ahead of us in the slide. Uh, one of these, uh, you know, famous famous commentators in Britain was asking, a, you know, a reporter making a point, because, you know, which country has jailed a thousand journalists and other people for expressing their opinion? And the guy right away was like, Russia. He's like, no, United Kingdom, our country. And look what's going on in Canada. You know, the Polish pastor who is part of, of the movement, the solidarity movement to free the country under Lech Valencia back in the 80s. You know, he immigrates to Canada, wants to enjoy freedom and then goes to jail for opening his church during COVID and, you know, being prosecuted and tracked down and the police going after him while crime is rampant. We see the same thing in the States. So the country has changed dramatically. I just saw, I mean, if there's any glimmer of hope with that, the Canadian, I mean, uh, situation that the truckers who were, um, you know, had their bank accounts frozen and so forth when they were protesting, uh, I guess the Canadian Supreme Court had issued that that was unconstitutional, what had happened to them and a gross overreach. So I think that was a glimmer of hope. But, you know, it still doesn't it still happened is the yeah. cons- and it happened and it's taken, what, three years to even get to that point. Um, and what prevents it from happening again? Right. Yeah. State-controlled media in Canada. I mean, all the media in Canada is state-controlled. I mean, the, the free press on social media is, you know, is is, is prosecuted or, or you know, um, suppressed or shadow banned. Thank God for X, former Twitter. Um, you know, it's it's embarrassing what they're doing to Jordan Peterson. I mean, you know, he, he had complaints lodged against him by people who were not even his patients, and, and you know, they want to strip him of his academic credentials. And we're seeing this, you know increasingly in Canada and and it's reflected in America. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty shocking everything that's going on. Right. You know, I want to talk about the border for a second because there's some revelations. I think this is actually this is a good time to let everyone know I'm actually related to Sam Houston. Um, as we talk about, I, I have proof of this. This is a good time for you to share. Yeah. That. This is purely why we're talking about that. So you yeah, can tell I just, America that. I just want everyone. Okay. To, that's where my rebel rousing comes okay. from. <laughs> is, is him. But Texas is really, try, you know, taking a stand against the federal government out of necessity. For, for their own protection. For their own protection. Absolutely. And, well, and before we get into how they're getting other states to kind of come in on this, what are your thoughts on the border? And how is that impacting culturally what we're seeing in the U.S.? Our, our country is at risk. We don't know who's coming across the border. We uh, we saw this one guy um, from the Caucasus, you know, say, soon you'll know who I am. He was real arrogant and all that. Come to find out, uh, he was an Azerbaijani terrorist who, who spent a, a decade or two in jail for terrorist threats in his own country. And, and now he's in America. We don't know where he could be in Pennsylvania. We know there's... Uh, sex trafficking we know that there's you know tens of thousands of kids coming across we don't know what happened to them but all the plane loads of kids during the wolf administration that we were tracking uh, two years ago uh, we don't know what happened to them one plane came in with 121 passengers only seven were adults all the rest were kids but, you know we asked wolf because oh they're just passing through what 
you know, landing in airports in the center of the state. Um, the country, um, we don't have a country with a border like that. I mean, this is insanity. They're talking at least nine million now since Biden has been in president. Are you kidding me? And, you know, what happens when the aid and assistance and the free housing and the free money is cut off? What happens? You know, what do those people do? I mean, they're promised all these benefits. Meanwhile, we're seeing in Chicago and New York, the citizens are like, what about us? You know, we paid these taxes. We're citizens and they're being neglected and forgotten. We've got veterans dying on the streets this winter and that uh, we're putting uh, people who are here illegally ahead of everyone else. I think that was in New York. The kids were given a virtual day. So the, um, you know, a, a stay home and do virtual schooling so we can put the um, refugees. Not, that's not the proper word, but the illegal immigrants in the schools. And housing in the schools. And, you know, I I just can't believe that the people of New York aren't beside, I mean, beside themselves with that. As you say, they're, you know, they're saying, hey, we pay the taxes, but that's just, just crazy. I mean, they're literally displacing our own school kids for these people. And, And there's no other country in the world that would allow this to happen. I mean, I don't know of one. As a matter of fact, you know, now I believe Europe, you can't even get in without a visa, right? We used to have a little bit for your travel. Now you have to get a visa to enter in there or soon we'll have to get a visa. I mean, like this just does not happen anywhere else. And it just feels like there's another purpose, another purpose to it by allowing this. And where are those kids going? Like, how do we have so many missing kids? Yep. It's horrific. I mean, you know, in Little Chambersburg, a few years back when Rebecca was a chaplain, she, I mean, she helped a, a, a young lady from Guatemala that was brought across the border. This guy claimed that, uh, that she was his daughter or whatever. He wasn't. She was kidnapped in Guatemala at 15, I think she was. And she was held as a sex slave in, in Chambersburg for a couple of years until she escaped. And thank God that guy's in jail now. I mean, imagine how many women and children are suffering at the hands of these cartels and being, you know, there's unimaginable things happening to them. It's 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 shameful. The Biden administration is not doing the basic job of the government to protect our country's borders and to protect its citizens. We have on top of that, and it's true, I know it's a bit passe now, but we are a border state. Every state is. We have a fentanyl crisis, like a plague, killing upwards of 100,000 people a year uh, by is taking... Is that in, in Pennsylvania or across the U.S.? Uh, across the entire nation, about 100,000. So that's that's almost... 10 years of the Vietnam War. I mean, it, it's just insanity. And um, we're looking at in Pennsylvania between three and 5,000 a year, depending on the year, about every 15 seconds, somebody in Pennsylvania is going to die of uh, fentanyl poisoning. We see the open air drug market in Philadelphia and Kensington, where people walk around like zombies. I mean, uh, Rebbe and I visited Kensington. Uh, the people there are, are just like you and I. I mean, this one lady, um, she's raising her daughter's kids because her daughter got, got mixed up in that. And her kids can't even go to the playground because there's there's people being murdered in the playground and there's needles on the ground. I, I, I work at a food bank and we have an agency that comes up that does outreach in that Kensington. I mean, it's a church. So I work at a food bank that's independent so they can get food from us and still minister and share the gospel or pray with people. Um but they tell us stories of that um, needle park, as you call it, and you are not over-exaggerating it. Five to 10 people die in there a week. And the worst part is the needles are free and as so the Narcan's free. I mean, taxpayers yep. are paying that, but it doesn't work. And, and and exactly what you say, there's needles in the ground. The guy told us sometimes you can't drive a car in certain roads because there's so many of the zombie, because they take fentanyl mixed with horse tranquilizer and it eats their skin off. I mean, it, it's, it's horrific. And it what is. do we do? We give them free needles 
for safety reasons. I'm doing air quotes, if you can see that on the on radio. Yeah, everyone can see your air quotes. <laughs> yes, safety reasons. We're going to give you needles. It's like giving donuts out at Weight Watchers. You don't yeah. need that, <laughs> you know? But uh, back to the border, I, I talked to um, a lifelong career military guy a few weeks ago, and he was sharing his concerns about the border. And he said he feels like we are literally going to have something that will pale, that will make 9-11 pale in comparison because of the people coming over and the potential for that. Do you think that's a valid concern? Oh, absolutely. You know, China, uh, Russia, I mean, there's, there's there's scores of Chinese coming across the border. We don't know their motive. Uh, if if I was in a, or Iranians, you know, people from that region, if, if I was a, a hostile nation towards the United States, of course, I would put my trained operatives and, you know, my moles across the border and, and have them settle in somewhere for a key moment when we're, we'll call them to action. Yes, there'll be, we already have bloodshed. We have horrific things happening to our people, not just drunk driving. And if so an illegal is driving drunk, kills somebody, this, this happens so much. That person should never have been here. That American should not be dead. But then we have the, the drugs, the fentanyls, the China. It's like, it's like in a reverse of the opium wars in the 1840s, you know, Great Britain wanted to take over uh, China's uh, opium trade and wage two wars against the Chinese. It seems like China now has reversed that and waging war against the West with this open border in America. Um, yes, something bad is going to happen. Um, and uh, if this administration is in power when that happens, they'll use that as a pretext to prosecute and persecute innocent people like us because of our conservative values. You know, in, in the end, they'll weaponize, as they already have, the judicial system and the intel agencies. And I don't want to scare people, but it's your background legit. is in military strategy, right? I mean, you have a, you have a firm background in military strategy. And so your opinion on that, this is an expert opinion on what's happening. And I think it's por- important for people to realize that this isn't just someone kind of willy nilly saying, oh, this is my opinion. This is what you know, based on 30 years of study in the field, you know, everything that encompasses what you've done in life. So, you know, I was 30 years uh, in the intel community, um, 30 years military intelligence officer and, and of course, specializing in military strategy. We, you know, went to the JEDI course, we call it the JEDI course on, on uh, military planning. I went to the Air Force version of it. There's an Army and, and Marine Navy version of it, the School of uh, Advanced Air and Space Studies. And so, you know, we're supposed to be the premier planners and, and strategists and, and thinkers. That's why I have so many degrees. You know, the, the Army afforded me opportunities to be one of these uh, big thinkers you know, like McGregor, you know, and so many others that are out there sounding the alarms. This is serious. And uh, I, I really can only speculate what the motives are of the Biden administration, but this it's designed to dramatically alter the fabric of our society. So is it fair? Because one of the things that um, the governor of, of Texas has done is declare this an invasion so that other states can step in and help with resources. And there have been a number of states I yeah siding oh, yeah. with him and governors quite a not few. ours in Pennsylvania, but well, you know why would well, he? yeah well. But yeah, so do you do you believe that the word invasion applies here? It sure does. I mean, you look at Eagle Pass before Governor Abbott, you know, finally mobilized his guard to block that off. I mean, it was just insane. Rows and rows and lines and lines of people from around the world. Um you know, this is an interesting case. So we have 25 governors now, 25 states, all Republicans supporting Texas with elements of their own National Guard or law enforcement. Anyway, and that was one of my pledges uh, during the gubernatorial two years ago that Pennsylvania would help secure the border. 
And uh, I had planned on Kerry Lake winning Arizona, where, you know, I pledged to specifically support Arizona. But this case, Texas has every right. I mean, the federal government it has allowed this invasion to happen. Um, and Texas needs to defend its own people. And, and thank God that, you know, finally they're stepping up. And uh, Sam Houston we'd, would be proud. <laughs> I, yes, our family is proud. <laughs> Don't encourage her, Senator. Don't encourage her. <laughs> um, you know, I've had people, liberal friends, who say, oh, you know, my family came through Ellis Island. You know, it's the same thing. It is not the same thing. No. I've been to Ellis Island. <laughs> you had to go through things. They sent people back, you know, even with your eyes. You know, did you have conjunctivitis, you know, yep. or an eye thing? Yeah. You could be sent back, which was, there were sad stories with that. But, I mean, that's correct. I mean, you know, history, it's not the same, is it? It was that was controlled. They had numbers. There was years with they with they you know, severely limited the number of immigrants coming into the country. Um, you know, my grandma, when she came over um, from Sicily uh, in the 1920s, um, if you were sick you, and they were in stowage, you know, in the bottom of the ship, the cheapest seats. I mean, it was not healthy two weeks coming across the ocean there. So they would like, you know, cut their 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 hands and 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 put blood on their cheeks to make it look like, you know, they're they were fresh and like it was like rouge, you know, and they try not to cough in lines. If you coughed, you would be put back on the ship and sent home. So it's completely different. They screened people. They registered you. They knew who you were. Now it's like the wild, wild west in Texas and Arizona and California and New Mexico. The people just flood across the border and they, and they run wild. It's like open gates. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this goes with the I mean, it, it's almost like we're it's states versus federal again, in some regards um, with what with the policy. Right. And I think that most Americans recognize the problem yep. because it's like in New York, if you know, if your kid is being pushed aside for an illegal immigrant, you, you've got to have some sort of an awareness that this is not what you signed up for, you know, in, in terms of paying your taxes. Right. And, you know, but my question is, when, if and when will people wake up to this? You know, the people, when will people say, and wake? Well, I, I'm not talking about us and probably the people listening to this. I'm talking about the people that like keep defending and even our current president. I mean, I, I just don't fathom it. Do you have any insight onto that, Doug? I mean, what, how they cannot see what's going on? Yeah, no, I know it's very frustrating. But, you know, in, in polling, take it for what it's worth. It's a measure of time, you know, measure in a moment of time. So it's a sampling. But the polling shows about two thirds or three quarters of the country now is opposed to this policy and, and see that it's failed. You'll always have that 20 some percent that are so radical and so blinded by the, the Democrat policies that they'll never fall. But it, this this is a winning issue for the Republicans this year. I think it might force the Biden administration to, to do something. I don't think it'll be enough because their goal is to dramatically alter this country because, you know, they're they're, they're bleeding party members like in Pennsylvania. You know, what we saw in 2022 in that that outcome does not reflect the reality of the of voting in Pennsylvania. You know, voting Pennsylvania used to be two million plus over more Democrats and Republicans. And uh, now it's down to about 400,000 people. A voting registration in Pennsylvania with, with, you know, Shapiro's latest move to try to, you know, stack the deck, you know, at the voter motor, PennDOT, your license, you, you know, they're going to register you right away to vote right there on the spot. Um, that's three to five times more Republicans now. And he didn't expect that. He figured that he'd be able to boost the Democrat numbers. And so they're they're losing just about every demographic uh, except the. Uh, 
single white females that are that are you know 30s 40 years old like, aside from those they've lost all the other demographics so you know it i think their long game is, is that their vision is these immigrants will become democrats and that that tends to be true I, I, my italian relatives for some reason you know all became democrats when they got off the, the ships at ellis island and you know since then most of them you know have switched to republican or vote republican even though they, they keep the tradition of the d by their name and so What's going to wake people up? I, I think people are waking up. It's, you know, we, we've seen, you know, people screaming and hollering in, in, in deep blue Chicago, you know, with the outrage against the mayor, even New York City and the Bronx. They're appalled at what's happening. You know, and, you know, the guy in the street stuff, you got to be careful about because it's, it's just it's, you know, a couple people here and there. But, you know, I, I saw a guy in the street in the Bronx a couple of weeks ago on, you know, on YouTube. And um, they're like, what about Donald Trump doing a rally in the Bronx? And everyone to a man and woman like yes i want to meet him i love him we need him i was like wow that's deep blue too <laughs> yeah seeing that across in the in the pennsylvania freedom caucus just bought a lawsuit because of extreme oversight um and basically essentially declaring that biden's executive order you know goes too far shapiro the dos's directives are basically un constitutional as far as those changing those voting the yeah the, registration the, the registration so uh, yeah and so you know there is some 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 pushback pushback at this point so we're excited to see that do you think it's going to be in time for this upcoming election i mean i'm glad they're doing it and so i'm, I'm couching what i'm about to say we, we need to try we need to push back and not be pragmatic but you know in, in the end the ruling is going to be uh if it's by the state Supreme Court, we're going to lose. I mean, but we, we got to push back. We just can't. Oh, you know, you know, but if, if we can get it in federal hands, I mean, if we get it to Third Circuit, we'd probably get a favorable outcome on that. All I do know is that all the issues that were brought up, you know, in the 2020 hearing at Gettysburg, and none of them have been addressed. Not one. Uh, our best attempt at trying to bring some order out of the chaos of Pennsylvania voting was voter ID. And when Republicans this time last year had a one seat majority, they, 14 of the 16 of the Republicans decided to bring in a Democrat to lead the House under a Republican majority. And so we lost our opportunity to, to finally get voter ID in Pennsylvania, which would help us. I that that grinds me. And I say, if you live in Pennsylvania, check if you have a Republican representative and you think they're awesome. See what they did with that. If they turned over the, the keys to the Democrat, I have one of those representatives who I used to somewhat like, and that change that's a game changer for me because um, that, I mean, they did it. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. I think, you know, we have to go to break, but I think this is a good opportunity to come back and talk about what's going on in Arizona with Carrie Lake and some of that latest news because it really ties into this and what what has happened. So let's let's get into that as soon as we get back. All of our shows go to podcast typically a day or two after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. So you can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure you subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. And you can find out more about our show and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu navigation bar at America Out Loud under our shows or schedule. You'll be in the know for this show and all the others. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, 
Use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Cofix RX because it works. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Now, George Washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. So Carrie Lake, Arizona, lots of rumors. In I, I love Carrie Lake. Oh, I just, I'm like doesn't. a big girl. I just like her a lot, but go ahead. <laughs> it doesn't. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. No, go I ahead. just had to insert that. No, we have loved her outgoing personality. That's she what you want to call it. it. She, she just, just says, says it. it. We yes. appreciate that. But go ahead. Yes. Ask the question. Um, you know, what are what are your thoughts with with Carrie Lake in Arizona? What's happened? You know, there were some accusations initially. But now it's all coming and, to the forefront. And the GOP chair, I believe, resigned. Yeah, GOP because chair when resigned. it was brought out. But what what's that? I all wish about? our GOP chair would resign. Yeah, there's a lot of them I wish would resign, but that's <laughs> <interesting>. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, my experiences are similar to her in Pennsylvania. Not exactly, but you know, th- there is a severe 
corruption in many states, especially Pennsylvania, but also Arizona, which she has the evidence for, of, of a an elite establishment. It's it's a it's a good old boys rich boys club. Uh, they want each other, fellow rich guys, that they can control each other, and manipulate, and vote the right way, or or they'd rather have a Democrat. So, uh, you know, we announced I'm getting in. We had the big rally at Gettysburg two, two Januarys ago. We have like 1,500 people show up the day after a snowstorm from across the state and to kick off our campaign. And Shapiro does his kickoff outside of Pittsburgh and has like 25 people show up. And right. then we saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm being generous. Yeah, you are. Wherever we, we went, we, we never saw, a, you know, small crowds while he couldn't draw flies, even if he skipped a bath for a week kind of thing. But. Yeah, you know, it looks like we're going to win. And then what the, the the largest, wealthiest, most influential conservative pack in Pennsylvania, uh, their uh, their guy has a meeting with me and basically says it's, it's not a buy off, but a threat. You know, if you win the primary, which was clear, we're going to win it from from the get go. Um, we're we're going to withhold. I got ten million dollars here. We're going to withhold. We're not going to do anything to help you here. We're going to withhold ten million dollars from your campaign. The ten million that that you would need in the general election to to put your ads out and get your messaging out, which we completely lacked. You know, it's it's interesting because without that that sort of support from you know all these wealthy conservative uh, Christian businessmen are throwing money into this pack in Pennsylvania. You know, believing all the words that they're going to back the winner. We were always told, you know, you know, get behind the winner, get behind Romney, McCain, Bushes. You know, they're the ones we have to unite. But when it's when it's a person like Carrie Lake or Tudor Dixon, in Michigan or me here in Pennsylvania, uh, suddenly they walk away from us. So we, when we have a perennial candidate always running for something, last time was for Senate, you know, Jeff Bartos holding a fundraiser in his house. He, he blames it on his wife. OK, that's great. You know, for Josh Shapiro, th- this guy's supposed to be one of our champions. You know, he's he's a big R. He spends lots of money every four years on some kind of race. W- when you see half of the candidates that were running for governor you know, not endorse me, not back me and help me. When, when you see the former chair, the previous chair of our state party, you know, attending a fundraiser with Shapiro, the, anyone who's chair of the state party should be the most radical, dedicated Republican, you know, in the entire state because they're supposed to be our voices. Uh, th- this this party is so broken. When you have the National Governors Association, and, and Rebbe, you know, I took time out to, to fly to Colorado to attend their, their meeting and we had about a 45 minute, 60 minute meeting with with the, their leadership and the governor, Governor Ricketts, who is leading that. And he promised, look us in the face, saying we get a lot of money from Pennsylvania. The energy sector likes to give money to us. And we promise it will come to Pennsylvania. And not one penny came from them. When I had the Republican Governors Association, when the polls came out in September showing me a couple polls, me and Shapiro tied. But that was the breakout point. That That's the time when. You know, the money should have come in from the national organizations or that state pack to help us you know, get the momentum going you know, extra. Uh, when you have a phone call you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning from the RGA and basically I'm like, we need help now. You know, and, I, and, and I'm going to quote, I said, I, I said, Governor, I know I'm not your cup of tea. I'm, I'm not, you know, a billionaire son like you are. I didn't say that, but I was in front of it. And, and, and for him to tell a retired colonel, he thanks our veterans all the time. He, he literally told me to F off twice, but he used the word. Wow. I mean, I, I, oh, go ahead, I, I think this is a good time to tell people. I mean, I personally will not donate to the GOP. I, I will only attend events if they're free tickets and donate <laughs> directly to the candidates. Yeah. Right. If you want your candidate to win, you've got to go directly because otherwise yeah. they are blocking you. They are blocking Carrie. They are blocking um, 
all the good people. It's, a, it's about control. I mean, I was a Republican committee person in my county, my area. Uh, I resigned recently. And I know some people say you should stay in there and fight. But the corruption and the control and the backing and choosing who not to back, um, you know, and saying we want this guy or girl and we don't want this person regardless. Um, and then throwing, putting committee people on trial for literally, they called it that trial just for choosing and supporting another candidate in the primary, not even the general election, yep. and then kicking them out yep. of the party. It's beyond uh, the pale. They are insane. So it's from the national and state, state, and then right down, it starts at the local level where you have these little mafioso kingpins or what they think they are, um, you know, and they want to control yeah. it. And it's to the detriment of our party, but also to our country. It, it, they, they've really made us the uniparty. I mean, that's, yes. that's what this is about. It's the uniparty. And I think that it, it really has, I mean, I know for me as a conservative, most con people who I have voted for in the past really have not defined my values at all. Or and, upheld what you thought or, they might. Or upheld what I thought, yeah, that they, they might. And so for me, I I will only back those people who are standing alone because those are the people who are making change. Because otherwise, you know, you just, you don't, you don't progress. You don't change. You don't bring back values and morale and... Well, and thinking of that, Doug, what could people do? Because it sounds, I mean, it sounds hopeless. Yeah, but what what do, what would you say to people that feel like, ah, oh, my vote doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do. What would you tell? Because we can't, like you said, we can't just curl up and die. Yeah. What would you tell people we we have to redouble our efforts. You know, like you said, give directly to your candidates, not through the, the state GOP, not, not through any campaign committee, not through the Republican Governor Association or the National Republican Senate campaign, which, by the way, this time last year, th th they were badgering me because there was rumors by Politico and others I was going to run for Senate, which I'd win the primary if I did, did the U.S. Senate seat. Uh, you know, sure. against Casey, and they, they they were badgering me, and of course that committee is led by another billionaire's son. I mean, it, it's the same old club. I mean, and uh, they were rather rude to me, and they, 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 they got the the uh, the staffer representing the, the chair of that calling me up with very condescending. You know, looking at my resume, which is really impressive, because well, I don't I, if you don't have money, we really don't care about your resume. Really, thirty years in the army fighting wars while you're you know hiding out in D.C. or the other guy you know rolling around in his daddy's money. And uh, having a smooth life, um, I just I'm really disappointed in our party. So what can you do? First off, support, find your candidates, back him or her with your money and your time and your resources and, you know, and get the word out on them. Number two, uh, you have to vote. I mean, anyone that casts up their hands in the air and says, I'm not going to vote. It doesn't count. Well, guess what? Don't complain, because this is still a constitutional republic and we get to pick our leaders. You know, and number three, I'd, I'd ask you to reconsider, you know, from resigning from the county parties as, as corrupt as some of the counties are. And I know they did terrible things in some of the counties in the state, you know, purging out Mastriano people, for instance. It's disgusting. They whine and complain they need new blood. They get new blood. I, I've seen it in, 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 in one of my counties. And uh, then they're upset because they can't control the people that come in that are hardworking. Uh, I would say get on county committees, you know, bring more people with you, fill those vacancies and, and, and take the counties back. And, and there's a fair amount of counties in, in, the, in the state that have gone, you know, more conservative because of that. 
And I just want to point out that Utah has actually, you know, done a really good thing. And I think this is the greatest thing ever that the Utah Democrats are wearing all black to mourn the passing of House Bill 257, which bans men from girls' bathrooms and schools. And if we could get our act together and get these rhinos out, we could be doing the same thing to protect our girls. So the Democrats are mourning the fact in Utah that the boys can't be in the girls' bathrooms and they're yes. wearing black and that's their their yes. thing, their hill they're going to die on. But uh, there's a rumor it's because they're trying to slim down and the black is more slimming for them. So you just, <laughs> you, I should I, wear that then. <laughs> I feel like that you just made that up. but <laughs> Maybe. That that the thing, the, the restrooms that you started, when you started, Doug, you started with that. That's the thing, the girls' sports, the restrooms, is just beyond, as a girl who grew up and, you know, I mean, when I the girls did have the crappy locker rooms, the bad practice schedules, you know, I mean, I remember that and how that was such a game changer. Title nine, I believe, yeah. you know, giving yeah. the girls and then that offers scholarship opportunities. And, you know, it did make a difference. And here we are that the girls have to be afraid that there's a boy that's going to shove up, you know, slam a volleyball or a field hockey puck ball. I guess it's field. I don't. I don't I get, I'm I don't not know. a sports person. Anyway, we that you're all know going that. to be hurt by a six foot five guy who's yeah. in your thing. I but mean, I take it one step further. I, I was at a, I was really taken back. I actually panicked a little bit. I was at a restroom where you have separate stalls. You come together to wash your hands and people that's, like that's most restrooms, but well, no, no, but with okay. men and women, oh, okay, right? Okay. Like with men oh, and women. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I was at this and I, I panicked a little bit <clears throat> and what people don't realize. So for me, I was actually in a bar one time and I had a six foot, I don't know, he's like six, three, something like that. Really big guy kind of pushed me in the bathroom and lo- and like hold the door shut so I couldn't get out in a stall. And it, it freaked me out, of course, because I didn't know what was going to happen. And the only reason I was able to get out of the situation is because someone else pushed in. And that's the only reason. So when I walked into that situation, I absolutely panicked in fear. Like right. I could not use the bathroom. And I don't know that people recognize the trauma because I can't remember the stat, but it's a pretty high stat of women who have experienced some sort of trauma like that. And here we are taking away that ability to be safe in, in, in a very private area. I agree. I, I can't imagine being, you know, a young female in our schools these days or on a sports team. And, and you know, you have guys for whatever reason, they think it's fun to beat girls and men will typically be stronger and faster than females. It's just anatomically, it's physically, you know, skeletal, every aspect biologically, uh, there's the advantage in strength and speed. I know uh, Serena or Venus Williams, uh, challenge you know we could beat any of the you know the top 500 men out there and i think number 502 a german guy said i'll take you on and uh you know he 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 laughed it off he was drinking beer went out to the tennis court and he beat the williams sisters i mean he's ranked 500 and some i mean so if, if you're a loser like leah thomas i don't know what his original guy's name was but, uh, you know, you're ranked, uh, you know, he was 575 nationwide and, you know, just, oh, I'm going to join the girls team. Like, like, what kind of person does that? You right. know, I-, I was privileged to hear Riley Gaines, uh, who was involved in that whole Leah mm-hmm. Thomas thing, um, speak. And she was one of the best speakers I've ever heard. But her something that stands out to me with that, she said when that all happened and she was denied the medal and so forth. And they said, hey, we're giving it to him. Um she said, I was waiting for somebody to come to my defense. I thought the coaches would speak out. I thought maybe dads on the team would speak out and nobody did. 
And she said, that's why I spoke out. And I think that also is a big travesty. I mean, most people, reasonable people are like, I don't like this. I mean, some of the people that have come out against these things are Bruce Jenner and um, uh, Martina Navratilova, you know, who typically who are saying this is not right, but yep. you know, reasonable people, but yet it persists. And I think what you said earlier, Doug, is it's just like the willful unraveling of our society and our nation. Yeah, and we just see so many examples of it. You know, we see like the, the the U.S. Olympic soccer team taking on a bunch of retired old guys, and you know, and they're they're, they're real arrogant, running around, you know, pushing these old guys around, and the old guys beat them. They retired soccer club. I mean, so Title Nine is is destroyed now. I mean, if women finally have equal opportunities, equal scholarships, equal chances with Title Nine. Fifty years later, uh, we're going to have men dominate. This doesn't make any sense. So we're you know. We, we, you know, there's a world that we're told that the, the men dominate and we finally elevate women to an equal position in the, in the West. And now we're elevating men at you know, beauty pageants, and, you know, and, and other locations here, sports. So women can be dominated again by, by, you know, this patriarchy. Are you kidding me? With feminists, where are you? Uh, that there, there's oddly crickets, crickets. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now, I want to change. I want to change the topic here because I think um, this is really, really important. I think you'll know a lot of the history and, with your background, having a PhD, I think you'll find this um, really intriguing. So a couple of days ago, the FDA and HHS have made it so that informed consent can be waived by the IRB. So before we go on, could you explain informed consent? Because I don't think everybody truly understands that. Yeah. Can you explain it? So I, yeah. So I wanted to say, I want to explain that and I want to explain what the IRB is. So informed consent is you knowing every consequence of your decision, whether good or bad right? Having that information ahead of time, your health, your health situation, it could be health, it could be anything. Okay. So it really depends on what the study is related to. Okay, so it it, it could be, um, I mean, there's, there's just demographic studies, it could just be that your information will be given, you know, for this purpose. So it's just having complete information before you say yay or nay to to something. And the IRB is a basically a review board to make sure that ethics are upheld and that people are safe whenever they sign on to do a study. So all of a sudden, this has been there. There is a role to basically amend, amend regulations so that um, there can be an exemptions to this exemptions to informed consent if it's deemed safe. How do you feel about that as someone, you know, we both have PhDs. We both had to go before an IRB to make sure that our stuff um, did not harm anyone. How? Do, what do you think about that? I know I've got I, a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying to me. So we're going to allow faceless bureaucrats in some cases make life-changing, life-altering decisions for us or our family members. We're going to let, you know, big brothers step in and make uh, decisions that could be life or death. And, you know, and we see in Canada the excuses constantly as well as we saw in Pennsylvania, you know, stay home, stay calm and stay safe. It's all about public safety. So public safety becomes a pretense to violate your personal health decisions. And, and there's a huge history of there not being informed consent and things going downhill really quickly, such as the Tuske, um, Tuskegee, Tuskegee, Tuskegee <laughs> thank you, yes, <laughs> you know, given those guys um, syphilis to see what is going to happen, you know, we we have a very bad history with this and supposedly the design to make it easier for, um, you know, more medical research to to take place. But in fact, you know, it really depends on how a person defines safety, and we're all going to have our own definition of safety. Yep. Well, 
And isn't that in world history too, Doug? I mean, in the Holocaust, the Germans, I mean, they just didn't all of a sudden start sending people to concentration camps. They declared publics, it's a public health issue with labeling the Jews and trying to keep them separate and all that. Wasn't that part of that as well? I mean, some of that is in the name of protecting the public, quote unquote. Yeah, it was uh, to protect their bloodline that this ridiculous Nazi ideology. And, you know, it, it started off with, you know, the physically and mentally challenged people and, you know, and, and then because they're a burden to society and then, you know, elderly and then, you know, races, not races, uh, groups of people that the Germans deemed not to be, you know, in line with, with this failed theory, this Darwinian, you know, in, evolutionary idea of this perfect people this perfect race that never existed it's just you know it's bad science fake science and yeah and you know the you know and they had you know if you had certain physical traits they would identify you to be associated with these groups which is completely basis as well i mean you know italians we got we got big noses too i mean so where do you draw the line well and you know if we look at they they say vaccines are safe Right. So under this ruling, you would not need informed consent for a vaccine to know about what to know might be the risks. Right. And I think the biggest uh, red flag for me is with this past COVID vaccine, the amount of myocarditis, the amount of uh, prion diseases, the just the fallout from it has been unreal. And to think that this will now be legal. Um, because of what they said. So basically, you can sign yourself up for and a we study. And we and, don't have to tell you about anything. Yeah, and we don't have to give you the warnings. You know, I, this is a very slippery slope. Yeah, it is. You know, it, it, and Stephanie, you're right. You know, in light of our experiences in tw from 2020 onward here, no, you, you, you can't, you violated our trust. You, we were lied to. Anyone asking questions like Dr. McCullough or yourself, you know, were censured or, or shut down or silenced. I mean, I, you know, I thought in the scientific field, especially medical, there's supposed to be debate and discussions, and, you know, and they were, there was the set, the science is settled. Where are these masks? Come to find out Fauci, Fauci admitted, you know, a couple of weeks ago that the masks were they just this six foot thing with masks. They just made it up. There was no science behind it. And we were lied to constantly. And most of the new age, news agencies were complicit in, in spreading the propaganda. And so, no, I don't trust our government. I, my, my trust in the government, you know, uh, really ended during Desert Storm when we were given we had we had to voluntarily sign these forms to take these experimental uh, you know medications you know one was against botulism or anthrax I can't remember what in 1991 and another one was to protect us against a nerve agent and it was these little PB tabs I forget it's a big long name for it but you, you take it and you you get a migraine your vision becomes blurred and all that and you know it, it adversely affected a lot of us I think actually Desert Storm syndrome is probably because of those things more than uh, the environment that we were in and uh, you know right then you know we dutifully took it you know we have our your, your squadron commander standing with his arms crossed we're about to enter iraq in a days away and he's like you have to sign this you're gonna say oh no i'm not sign i'm not taking that sir i mean what are you gonna do you know mm -hmm. you're young uh, you, you have a general trust in the government and i would say uh trust but you know, no i don't even trust but verify i just have a, a a general distrust not only because of that but also recently you know the abuses and the lies and the suppression of the facts I, I think that the one positive thing from COVID is a lot of eyes were opened. I mean, I was yeah. one of those people. I think on the other flip side, um, it was just a trial run for what's coming next. You know, they just had the World Economic Forum in Davos or whatever, you know, yeah. planning for a disease that'll kill 20 times the people, but we don't know it yet, but we're establishing a vaccine. And, you know, that's what concerns me of watching how many people complied during COVID and, yep. um, you know, how that will be in the future, because in the name of 
we're keeping you safe. Right. And I, I, and I, I look at this, I wonder where does this fall with the, the Nuremberg trial, right? Yep. Like how, how is this possible? How are we backtrack? It's, it's like, we're continuing backtracking 50 years, right? Yep. Women's rights are informed consent. Like we just keep on going backwards in the name of, of what? I don't, I don't know. You know, and it's really hard when you have all the instruments of power, you know, on your side, the information, you know, is on your side, um, the governmental is on your side, the military, the police, you know, economic. I mean, we, we watch, you know, if you're on the wrong side in Canada, they're going to seize your, your bank assets and shut you down. Are you kidding me? And, and we're seeing a move like that similar in the States. That, that's why any talk of, you know, digital currency is a terrible idea. Now, look what happened to us in COVID. Imagine now giving the government c- complete control over your, your money with the digital currency here. The, you, 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 your carbon footprint is too big. We're getting no food for you for the next two weeks. We're seeing this in China already. And so, you know, people need to wake up. Sadly, a lot of people woke up the hard way because they had an adverse reaction or lost a loved one. You know, it, it's just terrible. It happened. Uh, trusting their government, believing that the propaganda on TV and uh, we we need to be smarter. Um, the big, the, you know, not only was I surprised by the amount of people that complied, I was shocked by the amount of people that saw themselves as the enforcers. You know, yes. little neo Nazis out there. Hey, where's your mask, sir? You know, get your mask on. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, mind your own business. Get away from me. We we inter- uh, talked to someone on this show a few uh, months ago who grew up in the Soviet <laughs> Union and explained her. I mean grandmother was in the gulag for um eight years i think but she shared with us that a lot of it wasn't the kgb people um taking calling them off kids reported their parents like they went to school and said my mom and dad said this at home and then all of a sudden mom and dad disappeared and that kid was uh recognized and elevated for turning their parents in that same thing happened during covid yeah the people that um like you said the little informants i mean i was accosted many times someone in the middle of the grocery store stood there and screamed at me telling me they thought i they hoped i died and went to hell and i said well i won't be because i know my faith but he felt that yeah. that was his right to do that all right i've got one last question and you could say yay nay or plead the fifth <laughs> okay oh boy <laughs> you know what i'm gonna ask don't you no i don't no? actually okay. anything can come out of your mouth so I'm... <laughs> okay. are aliens real <laughs> oh my gosh, she asked Scott Perry the exact same thing. Look, these are the guys that know. Oh, I, that's not what I expected, but go ahead, Doug. <laughs> I, I am totally not into that debate, you know, on aliens and then spaceships and all kinds of, you know, weird things. I, I'm completely outside. I just think it's a big distraction by our government. I, I know Tucker gave it some credibility recently. You know, there are weird, weird things in the atmosphere. I, I think some of these sightings, you know, are, are military experiments that, that were, you know, inadvertently exposed or what have you. But I, 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 I'm not into it. Sorry. Military <laughs> experiments that we should be on the lookout for. That's what I think, too, because, sure, I mean, you were in the military. There are things way ahead of what they said, stuff that we know yes. is passe because there's a lot of stuff out there that we're not, you know, so, they one plane. I, that, you yes. Know. I had top secret special compartmented information access for three decades. I had a top secret SCI access for 30 years. I, I ran, you know, dark programs on, on several continents. And our technology back decades ago, I mean, was amazing then. Imagine what we have now. Yeah. Well, true. I, well, do you have, give us your final thoughts, 30 seconds. Tell us what's important in today. Today's U.S. Save us. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean... We have this is a big election year. You know, every state house seat is up 
every congressional seat is up this year. Half of the state Senate seats are up this year. A third of the U.S. Senate seats are up this year. And so this is a time for action. So right now we're collecting signatures for us to get on the ballot. And so find your candidates, circulate a petition for your favorite candidates, back them with money and volunteer your time. Uh, you know, if, if you care about your country, that's the least you can do. You know, the least is voting. But you got to you got to do more than that. This is the year to redouble your efforts. We're going to decide what happens to our country, uh, whether our country endures or, or survives or continues on this path of self-destruction. And we are on a precipice. We're on a precipice of, of a major war breaking out, whether it's, you know, with Russia, Ukraine or whether it's with, you know, China, Taiwan or whether it's a proxy war with Iran who's now you know, lashing out at just about everybody uh, you know, with their proxies in Lebanon, Hezbollah, their proxies in Gaza, Hamas, you know, their, their, their proxies in Yemen, the Houthis you know, attacking American ships and naval vessels. Uh, you know, even Iran attacked Pakistan, a nuclear power, uh, two weeks ago. Are you kidding me? And so you know, one great thing, there was many good things about Trump, but one great thing was there was no new wars. And you know, having fought several of our, our losing wars, you know, how frustrating that is. You, you watch so much sacrifice in Afghanistan. And in 2021, we run away, literally run away, dro drop our tools and walk away overnight. You're not even telling our NATO allied partners that we're in Afghanistan with us, needing our support, you know, that we were leaving. And that signaled weakness. And so this is an election year. It's, it starts local and it goes on out. So do your part and vote. I, I think I just want to say, you know, that was when you said no new wars under Trump. Um, that's because the rest of the world, whether you like him or not, and I'm not even going to talk about that. Um, they had a healthy respect and fear of um, of aggression. And, you know, it was the same with Ronald Reagan. And right now there is no, yeah. there's, there's no so, respect, much less any fear. I think we have a new campaign slogan for Trump. It is restore peace, vote Trump. There I you love go. it. There you go. And I want to thank you, Senator Mastriano. Um, during COVID and thereafter, your slogan, walk us free people. Uh, I had that sign in my yard, one of your signs in New York. <laughs> I think even before or maybe it was before, during your run for governor. And I appreciate that slogan more than anything else because that's really what it's all about, walk us free people. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, I had a really um, interest, you know, we're talking about all this and we're talking about these really woke, you know, principles and stuff like that. I'm like, who are these people? And, you know, I just got back from Vegas and I, my husband was working during the day. And so I was going out and having lunch and just doing whatever I wanted while he was working and I sat down um, and I bothered another person since they were also eating alone for lunch. They're there for a particular show. And I just start talking to him and he's from, you know, country, Illinois. He's, he's working this he's from the country of he's, Illinois. Well, no, he's like the country, like oh, in, the, in country, the country, like rural. In, in yes. Okay. In I Illinois. thought you were creating a new country. No, in Illinois. no. Okay. Go ahead. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. Not today. All right. Gotcha. And, um, so I, and he's working at the shot show. So I'm just assuming he's this conservative gun load, you know, holding, um, Republican and all this kind of stuff. And it turns out he's completely the opposite. And as I was telling him how awful the liberals are with their wokeism and all this stuff, turns out that was him. You know, so we're going through this conversation. It's a two hour lunch, might I add. Oh my gosh. Two hours we spent together almost sharing food um, because we actually had a lot in common. But one thing I learned, and this is what I want the takeaway to be. One thing I learned is he too was concerned about freedoms. Like our principles, our underlying pr principles were actually the same. How we got, you know, how we got there, how we saw things, our, percept our perceptions is really what differed. 
Right. And I think that we need to have more of those conversations because he was afraid to be himself um, in his environment. So he was very quiet about who he was because of where he worked and what was going on. And I, I think that these are conversations we have to have American to American because we need to be talking about these things. We need to be talking about why we feel these things and that it's out of love. I know as Christians, it's out of love, right? Right. Like it, it really is, it needs to be out of love, but we need to have these really difficult conversations in order to save our country. I think it's both things. We need to be willing to stand up for what we believe in, but do it respectfully and openly. And, in a you know, I have a number of friends- that In are a very, loving environment. In a loving environment. Yes. I have a number of friends who are very liberal. We get along fine. We know what we disagree on, but I still like them as people. Yeah. And, but it also doesn't mean that I'm not going to stand up for what I believe or be quiet because they might be talking about one thing that disagrees with what I have to say. And that's where I think the differentiator. We need to stand up, but we need to have a level of respect and also know what we believe and then take action. As Doug said, be out there. You can't just sit there. A local commissioner's race went to the Democrats because of, I think, vote 60 votes. And I told someone in a megachurch, if 60 more, I mean, a conservative megachurch, yeah. if just 60 people in your church had voted 60 more, you, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it's the true. The entire swing of power within the county. It's true. Every and single vote counts. Everything. We, yes. Everything we do, everything we say. Yeah. And if you want to make a change, you've got to be the change. And if you don't do anything, then don't complain when your kids don't have the same opportunities and freedoms that you have right now. Absolutely. So wherever you are, stand up, step forward, and speak out.